Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Winging It Travel Podcast, and today... We are doing days 16, 17, 18, 19 and 20 and we're going to cover Canmore, Calgary, the Grasslands National Park and Regina. So for leading on from the last one, our plan after two Jacks Lake was to go to Minnewonka Lake for coffee. Now the funny story here is we thought we have never seen this lake before so we turned up, parked the car, took the coffee, looked at the lake and thought hmm we recognise this. Oh yeah, we did go there a few years back, so very privileged to have been here and not even remember it, but still all the same, absolutely stunning. Took a coffee, sat on the bench and great views, got some great photos, but we knew the rain was coming, so we got quickly down to the lakefront, 360 degree views, enjoyed our coffee, then got to Canmore. Canmore, as stated before in the podcast, is one of my favourite places I've been to, and it's great to go back, but we kind of felt like we are rushing against the time because we saw the clouds. We got there, it was clear sky, went into town and done a bit of souvenir shopping for the first time on this trip for me. Bought a couple of t-shirts and a pair of socks. I admired the Three Sisters view, they're the mountains in the background of Canmore and also just the surrounding area. It's a nice little town, like set back, mountains everywhere, you really should give it a go. Downtown's quite cute, go down there, probably 20 minute walk, completed that bit. And then we went to Blondie's Cafe for... A fantastic coffee because they do fantastic coffee but also for great views but as we got to blondie's calf it started to absolutely piss down the rain so we chilled out had the coffee and then the rain came so we thought right let's get a move on let's get to calgary the drive to calgary is about an hour 20 minutes something like that our accommodation that we booked was out of town it wasn't in calgary it's about 25 minutes from downtown not sure of the area, but it looks like basically farmland. It looks like an area where people bought land, build a house, and that's it. The drive to Calgary was absolutely horrendous. I've never driven probably in as much hailstorms, rain ever before. Dangerous. People were kind of freaking out a little bit, really. Couldn't really see. So people were parking on the road, chilling out and waiting for it to stop. It wasn't going to stop anytime soon, but we did do that because I just thought I can't deal with this anymore. Put it got an hour in, chilled out on the side of the road and then went for it. Got to accommodation probably about an hour and a half after we left Blondie's in Canmore. But not very nice 
and it kind of ruled out the rest of the day really because got there early afternoon no sightseeing because it's absolutely pissing down the rain the airbnb was interesting now we fell for this trick when we first came to vancouver many years ago what happens is people would label this as a private room with a private bathroom now beware this basement huge basement complex has two units unit one unit two and we're in unit one but unit one has two bedrooms and a bathroom if you're a family yeah it's private because you're going to have probably the kids in one room and the parents in the other and you share the bathroom between you but if you're just going as a couple then you're probably going to be spending the night or two nights with another couple in the other room and that's what happened and they thought the same thing so what happens is you go in we're in unit one we're in bedroom one if you like another old couple were in bedroom two and we're sharing this bathroom you have to coordinate times and all that sort of stuff so do be careful when you book airbnbs in vancouver and obviously calgary now as well just make sure you read it and look at the photos and try and make sure if you're trying to book a private accommodation that it is private and not share anyone else and the key component of this would be just to read the reviews decide from there but just be aware of that saying all that the bed was super comfy the room was really nice and spacious and it was actually no problem the bathroom seemed to work out okay and the kitchen was shared between the two units so a very small kitchen it's gonna be chaos if it's fourth couples in there if you like across the two units so next day calgary this was our first sort of big city adventure really of the whole trip we've been to little towns or they've been to vancouver doesn't count this is the first one where we thought okay we're going to check calgary out do we like it is it possible we could stay there in the future calgary is kind of known for a few things the calgary stampede which finished the day before we arrived this is a big festival not don't know too much about it but involves rodeos horses cowboys and that sort of stuff probably good food there that's a big thing for calgary uh, it has cheap fuel in canada the cheapest and also it's quite industrialized and quite conservative they're probably calgary's mainstream views if you like so i was going there with extra oomph to try and figure out what was going on and we knew a parking spot 20 minutes outside of downtown for a calf and it's free so we went to Dulex diner went there a few years ago or last year for coffee this time it's for brunch unbelievable you are paying 30 dollars for brunch and a coffee but brilliant all the same after that parked the car and walked into downtown downtown's about a 20 minute walk down the hill first off we walked along the bow river so we got down into across the bridge we took a left and we're going towards an amazing little area called inglewood which was recommended to us by the waitress in dulux diner and this is where emma wanted to go and see a yarn shop first impressions yarn shops is the yarn shop but the area looked pretty trendy and pretty cool and very close to downtown so maybe it's somewhere where people can live and be a bit trendy and hip. Then we walked into downtown to check out the library. It's a central library. has amazing architecture. Four or five floors in it. Real comfortable. Free internet, toilets, all that sort of stuff. Load of books. You can do free, free tours there as well. Check that out. That was pretty cool. One of the aims of probably Calgary, to be fair, was Phil and Sebastian Coffee. One of my favourite coffees that we have. They're based in Alberta, in Calgary. And their flagship store is at the Simmons Centre by the bow river so we walked another 10 minutes to there and this building's fantastic they do their roasting there they have the cafe there you can buy merch there they have the officers and admin there real nice location and a fantastic old building for a coffee check those guys out the coffee as always was fantastic record an episode on that check that out on the trendy coffee podcast in the near future get that in early doors 
Then we walked further along the river, but going towards downtown, to Prince's Island. And this is a little island, kind of in between downtown land, if you like, and the next bit of land, the bridge goes across. It's in between that. Very nice gardens, very colourful, very peaceful, and great views of downtown. This is a fantastic day for weather, so we got quite lucky with that. It wasn't too hot, but hot enough. And that was fantastic to walk around that. Would recommend it. And then a very interesting, sort of quirky thing about Calgary is they have these... Imagine the High Line in New York. Outdoors High Line, it goes in and amongst the high buildings. Calgary has this, but covered up. So it's like all these walkways in blocks. Like one building to one building, one building to one building. It goes all across like this. It's called the 15 Plus Skywalks. I think it's actually there for the winter because it gets really harsh conditions in the Calgary. You can walk in downtown, in and around, and just go and check out different buildings. Pretty cool. Each building has probably something in it that you might want to do. We went for Tim's, had a coffee, analog coffee. That's fantastic coffee. Real nice, spacious area. Lots of people on lunch breaks from businesses and working and stuff. Real nice atmosphere. And to finish off Calgary, we walked down to Stephen Avenue, which is like the main street, shopping, some breweries down there, cafes and stuff pretty cool and we finished off at the famous five statues to kind of check those guys out they were suffragettes who got calendar to recognize women as people can you believe before that you know early 1900s they didn't really believe they're people a bit strange to conceive these days some countries still struggling with that but these guys were prominent figures in society and getting those rights across in canada society so worth checking out learning about the history of canada and women in canada and that was it for Calgary. Loved the city. Decent vibe. Very spacious. Very quiet. Uh, downtown compared to Vancouver seems very quiet. But it's pretty cool. Would I live there? Not sure yet. But it has hallmarks of maybe a place that you could consider. There's a few facts about Calgary that are pretty cool. It's one of the sunniest places in Canada. I think it's about 330 days a year of sunshine. Something like that. It's perceivably cheaper than maybe some of the big cities. Um, and a lot more space. You could probably just buy a bit of land, build an apartment or house, and it probably costs less than Vancouver. And also, the fuel is very cheap, and probably lots of jobs going on in the Calgary area. So, decent place to live if you're looking for somewhere to live in Canada. Next day was Grasslands National Park, and this was a seven-hour drive. Very early start for us. We had to get out by eight just to get a move on. It's going to be a long drive, and Emma done the first stint. First, we drove to Medicine Hat. Yep, you heard that, Medicine Hat. That is about a three and a half hour drive along the one. And we stopped here for a coffee at Station House. Fantastic coffee, great location. You can buy coffees in there as well in terms of different bags of coffee. They've got different companies in there. But very nice location in town. Very small place. You can walk it in five minutes, free parking or two hour parking in Central. Went to do some shopping, some Canada Post stuff. Oh yeah. And also get some lunch at McDonald's where we saw some Hells Angels people coming from Quebec. I think they're going to Metro Vancouver for a meet. So there you go. Saw those guys. Another three and a half hour drive I took over this time. And we're going to Frenchman Valley Campground in Grasslands National Park. Now a bit of information about this. You can book online. It's $74.50 for two nights. They have uh, good toilets. They have an area to cook and also chill out indoors but it's open space with electricity, so you can have service sites and stuff like that. I recommend getting to Valmarie. This is where the visitor centre is, and you can maybe even check in there if you get it before 5pm or collect some stuff about the Grasslands National Park. The journey 
from Medicine Hat to Valmarie, even though it's three and a half hours, we're kind of cutting through some roads the quickest way. And I've never seen an, so much massacre of moths, crickets, any other insects on our car. Our car was an absolute stay. The road literally was full of crickets. They just jump up and just obviously can't get out in time or they try and jump on the car before you come. You're going about 90 k's an hour. You're going to hit them. We had a mistake where we had the window open a little bit. I think two jumped in. One jumped in on my lap. I was freaking out. I had to stop and, oh, these crickets got my life. But anyway, they were absolutely squashed on the window screen and the front of the car. Pretty grim when we got there. And the problem for that is in Grasslands National Park, they have prairie dogs. Yeah, very cute little things. They're like rodents. They run around. They're actually endangered a little bit. But as soon as they saw our car, they absolutely legged for it and just kept climbing in the front of the car and collecting all the crickets and eating them by the looks of it. Great, but we're getting kind of stressed out because are they going to eat the wires? Is the car not going to start next morning? Actually turned out okay, but that was our first impression of prairie dogs. And the one thing they do or don't do, which is very stressful, is when you're driving along the road, they stand there, they sit there, and they don't move when you come driving. So I might have squashed one. feel like I have. Saw lots, avoided a lot, but very stressful driving in those conditions. But got there in the end. Grasslands National Park is fantastic it's in Saskatchewan. We're trying to go to National Park in every province, as I mentioned before. This is the one for Saskatchewan, and it's right down south and it hugs the border of the US. Flat, pretty much, of just grasslands. There's a few hills going on about, and you can see some animals and wildlife here. So, prairie dogs are one. You can see bison. Uh, we saw a running deer coming across. Had to time it well so it doesn't go in front of the car. So I sped up and got in front of it. But that came marauding across the uh, grasslands. And just a fantastic area to see and experience. It's a unique, kind of weird, almost like Mars-like. Not Mars, but almost just something I've never seen before. Just grass everywhere. As far as the eye can see, pretty flat. The campsite does have an overflow area. We did see a couple turn up without booking. And they got placed in there. It seemed pretty big. You could probably risk it. But the problem is... When you get from Valmarie to the campsite, you're on gravel road for 15Ks. Just bear that in mind. It's not bad gravel road. It's fairly okay. Our van just about got away with it. If you've got a 4x4 or something, that's absolutely, that's absolutely fine. But it is 15Ks of it. And to finish the first night, we went on top of the hill and chilled out and watched the sunset. And we think, we're pretty sure, we saw a bison in the very distance on its own, just marauding in the, in the grass, chomping on something. That was pretty cool. Sensational colours, sensational greenery. Unbelievable. Real nice night in grasslands. There's also one of the areas to do stargazing. It's one of the best areas. No, no light pollution. Awesome. But because of the fires, maybe quite hazy. So not the best time at the minute. But it normally is one of the best places in Canada to do that. Next day, there's something they call the Eco Scenic Tour. This is actually an 80k loop all the way around. You don't have to do that. The first part of it has seven stops and each of these stops have like a board. You read what it's about, what's over there and a lot of them have little walks off them. So we've done one to seven, the little walks off it, some nice walks amongst the crickets again, amongst the grass, tried to spot some bison, couldn't really see any. Maybe, we maybe saw one on one of the walks, but real nice to do. Obviously got to drive to these points, but along the gravel road, the gravel road's fine. And I would highly recommend it if you're looking for something fairly easy. There's lots of different hikes in the area, ranging from difficulties from easy to hard. And they are based on location and also distance and if there's incline and decline. There's a few 10k and 15k that look great, 
um, but we didn't fancy that on this couple of days. If you go to the visitor centre, you'll get a map of the whole area, and that will tell you all the different trails that there are available. There are some roads closed at the minute, so some aren't available to drive to, but just make sure you go to the visitor centre and choose which ones you want to do. The rest of the afternoon, we chilled out actually in the sort of hub area of the campground because it was very hot that day. We had four or five hours out in the nature, fantastic, enjoyed it, drove around, done some trails, and then it's nice just to go in the coolness and darkness of the visitor centre on the campsite and had some lunch and just enjoyed the campsite views again another sunset in the evening on top of the hill no one really about on this one sat in the red chairs loved it i love the views of the sunset over those hills brilliant and to finish off grasslands is very rustic you're in the middle of nowhere open campground there's nothing else around that there is the west block and the east block about 140 k's between each other and they both are part of the same park but different areas to go and explore we chose the west block because we've felt like it was easier to go and see more stuff in a short amount of time but both blocks look incredible you also need to be careful of rattlesnakes they are about in the area too but we didn't see any of those of course but all in all great wildlife great views gotta go and do it in saskatchewan so to finish off this episode we're going to talk about regina that was the last stop in saskatchewan before we headed east to the riding national park but regina was about a three and a half hour drive from the grasslands left early got on the road and we drove up to Swift Current. I would recommend from the campsite, go to Valmarie and up the four to Swift Current. It's a really good road, it's a proper road, and then go on the one. It's much easier. Google will try and take you through the shortcuts. Those roads are okay, but just a bit earthy with the crickets and not as flat and not as paved. We went for lunch in Regina at 13th Avenue Food and Coffee House. Fantastic. Mostly veggie, not all veggie, but had a fantastic burrito and coffee. And then we just walked down 13th Avenue. And it's supposed to be trendy. It's got some nice calves, some nice art. And it's pretty close to downtown Regina. It's got some cathedrals. Went back to the car and we drove to Wascana Park. Parked the car up there. And this is around the lake, Wascana Lake. It's about a 5k loop if you want to walk all the way around. Real nice day, clear day. Walked along, enjoyed the views. Some people canoeing in the water. And we had a nice little coke by the fountain. It was very, very nice to finish off. But we were looking forward to a shower because obviously grasslands had no showers. If you look across the water, you can see the Saskatchewan legislative building. It's very colonial, very nice to look at. And the fountain was called the Trafalgar Fountain. These are a few things you're going to see. There was actually some water park thing going on, obviously for kids on summer holidays at the time. So parking was okay. But during the week, in normal times, should be pretty cool. And Regina was a hotel day. Probably one of the first proper hotels we stayed in on the trip. Travel Lodge, nothing special. Probably the cheapest option available. We had some money on booking.com to use. So only costs about $70 in the end. Came with a breakfast and that was very nice to have aircon, a big bed, a TV and a shower. Dreamlike. And after three weeks on the road, we assessed how far we've done and we probably smashed in around 4,000 Ks. Something like that. We overspent as well on this trip. A lot of one-off things to buy. And we kind of planned out for the rest of the road trip how much we need to not spend, but also how many Ks we're doing, because that shocked us, I think. 4,000 Ks already at that point. Whew, crikey. It's going to be near 10 by the time we get to the end of the calendar at this point. Not a problem, but obviously if you're paying for fuel, that's a guaranteed cost. So we weighed all that up, reassured ourselves, enjoyed it so far, and really looking forward to going east. That's today's episode. So the next episode is going to be going into Manitoba province. That's going to be Riding National Park 
and Winnipeg and a few bits after that. But Saskatchewan was advised by a lot of people to skip. We did not skip it, went to Grasslands and Regina. I would recommend checking those two out. I'm not sure what else is there nearer that part of the province, but if you're going up north, there's probably more. But a fantastic part of the trip. This trip keeps getting better and better, enjoying it. Love camping. It's nice to be in nature. And I hope you enjoy this episode and it inspires you to get on this road trip. And I'll catch you for the next set episode. Cheers. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcast, and other stuff. Thank you.